Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 8th of September, 2022. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with David Scott. Scotty, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are That's you? good. I'm very well. Look, what a day that was. I think we're great. Up by 1.8%, 6,848. I mean, can we put this all down to our own Reserve Bank, Philip Lowe, who spoke just after 1 p.m. today? A lot of it, and probably uh, some false bravado and uh, and everything else in between, and uh, some short term uh, movements there. Maybe a bit of vulnerability given the uh, accumulation of bearish bets that have been uh, out there. But uh, yeah, it's a big bounce. Uh, the follow through is going to be the other question mark, and we'll see whether that happens tomorrow. We have the Australian dollar sitting around sixty seven and a half um, US cents right now. Uh, I do, I do want to just before we get back to equities, and I know that's uh, what a lot of you are here for, but. Uh, yeah. So was that a, in your view, was that a some sort of a pivot coming from our central bank? No. And I hate the pivot commentary with a passion. And uh, it came a close second to uh, to my opinion piece today in the newsletter. But uh, look, it uh, it's common sense. Put it that way. So the RBA governor basically said, like, the higher the, the interest rates go, the, uh, the, the more likely it is to go and start normalizing the pace and, uh, and scale coming through, which is... It- what you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as for that being a pivot world, that's utter rubbish. Uh, all it's just doing is, is common sense. It's slowing down. We're getting into restricted territory. They want to go and see how the economy evolves. But uh, the way the market reacted today, you'd have thought that he said, oh, and by the way, we're just going to go and cut 50 basis points and uh, we're done and dusted and uh, no, off to the race again. But you now obviously he didn't. He didn't say anything about no cutting rates. He said that rates are going to have to go higher more than likely. Data dependent and uh, didn't say when rates are starting to come down. And that's the other key question. You can leave a policy in restricted territory for a long period of time without having to go and touch it. The RBA has done that a lot of times in past cycles. Yeah, and just reinforcing that it's data dependent. So it is, it's based on what comes in. It's an acknowledgement that interest rates are a pretty blunt tool, you know, at the best of times. And so, yeah, taking the action, waiting to see what the reaction yeah. will be. And let's see how the market rejoices when the uh, the, the big uh, wage price index spike comes through with the uh, minimum wage increase that's uh, happened at the start of this quarter we're in at the moment. Uh, that's going to go and feed through to inflationary forces at a time when that labor market is still pretty red hot. Uh, I don't know. Talking about rate hikes and everything else, it's a bit premature. Yep. There is a lot for markets to digest 
we're still sort of taking on that uh, that 75 basis point hike from the Bank of Canada. We have the ECB coming through tonight, likely to hike by 75 basis points. But we also get forecasting come from the ECB. We also get President Christine Lagarde speaking. So we'll hear a lot about, uh, you know, the likely path of rates and, of course, everything that Europe is dealing with on um yeah, on a geopolitical front, on a macro front, and of course, energy is going to weigh so heavily in that conversation there. Um, you know, we've got uh, the U.S. Fed Reserve Chair speaking tonight, Jerome Powell, so that will be an interesting point as well. I mean, there's just so much central bank speak to take into consideration as investors. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how Powell can go and elaborate. Uh, the data that's come out since he spoke has been pretty rock solid as well. So I, I don't think we're going to hear any uh, deviation from the eight-minute message he delivered at Jackson Hole. Uh, ECB is the far more interesting event tonight. And uh, maybe a bit of humble pie has to be eaten by the ECB governing council, particularly uh, Madame Lagarde, because uh, I know for a long period of time, they're thumbing their nose at uh, what clear evidence of building inflationary pressures. And then look what we're dealing with now, uh, facing a recession and only just starting the hiking cycle. Okay, so let's get to equities, shall we? Because, yeah, I mean, we were positive, mildly positive in the morning, but everything just took this massive leg up as we moved through the afternoon. And uh, that was particularly after the Reserve Bank governor's speech because, of course, you know, markets and how they view any sort of a pause or a pivot coming through, whether or not that's correct, but just just putting it out there um, as being good for equities and the market is a forward-looking machine. So, uh, yeah, we did see the S&P ASX 200, as I said, finish up the day by about 1.8%. Uh, we saw some really big moves coming through in a couple of names in particular, that being Tyro, uh, because again, you know, we are hearing about these bargain hunters sniffing around private equity in particular, some of these really beaten up tech names. And uh, you, yeah, Tyro fits the bill when it comes to a beaten up tech name. And uh, we actually spoke with Elise Kennedy from Jardin about tech this morning. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, Zero, Wise Tech, Zip as well. That's available via the show notes if you'd like to take a listen. But look, I think what her point is, is you're still looking for quality in tech. And uh, she's a believer. But I'll leave it at that. You can listen to that interview via the show notes. Um, look, we had a little uranium company debut today. At one point, it was up by 880%. It's called Terra Uranium. I spoke with Niv Dagen about that one. But also, I mean, not so much about the company. He, he has a vested interest, full disclosure. I think he's the second largest shareholder in the company. But um, yeah, it finished the day up by close to 80% percent. He was buying more on market today. Um, but we, we had a chat about how you can be a believer in the nuclear need to be part of the energy mix and also invest in oil, oil and gas. Can they live comfortably and sit prettily in a portfolio? Yeah. Why not? Look, uh, I've, uh, I've already written and said a lot about it, but uh, I think the easiest way to go and achieve uh, net, uh, net zero and that, that renewable transition and uh, everything else is to go and use the, uh, the current technology to go and keep power prices low, get people on board and allow the transition to take place. So yeah, I'm on board. All right. Link administration was up significantly as well. The ACCC has approved um, Diane Durham's buyout of the company as long as it divests its local businesses. Uh, so that was a focal point. Look, um, iron ore was up today as well. Iron ore futures. Anything that we can put that down to? 
Conte. Uh, look, sometimes it's uh, no, funky things happen in that uh, futures market there in China. Uh, I suspect that there's also a bit of element trying to go and escape uh, you know, currency devaluation, what's going on with the Chinese yuan. Uh, mm-hmm. And because it's also pricing you as dollar terms, uh, it has been used in the past as a bit of a hedge by some investors. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, looking at all yeah, I don't the, know. Nickel was up as well. Yeah, it was up look, about look, 3%. Looking at all the evidence out there at the moment. So I know we know the market's taking like, no bad news is good news when it comes to stimulus, but heck, they've got to go and let, let the economy go and start moving and remove some of those restrictions around COVID to go and get that. And uh, that is not exactly happening at this point in time, is it? No. Um, so look, some of the miners had a good day today as well. Some of the smaller miners, uh, Far East Gold, we actually spoke with CEO. I think you did, um, having its best day in four months on a project license coming through in Indonesia. Um, so there were lots of sort of, um, I shouldn't say lots, but there were more sort of corporate stories around today. Um, lots of little buzz around some of these metals and mining companies. Um, we got PEXA Group at a four-month high on an expansion in the UK. So it was, it was an interesting day out there. Um, listen, you know what else was interesting? Not my flight, but yeah, go on. Yeah, no. Um, talking about technicals on the call. It was a technical trader's delight. Carl Kapilinga and Gary Glover. Do you want to know what they talked about? Technical analysis. <laughs> yeah. 10 stocks in detail. And instead of having a stock of the day, we actually just had a chart of the day. And that chart being the ASX 200. Let's listen to, um, I suppose, where these guys think the, the momentum is. We're in a key zone now. If we break through the bottom of that, we're having a little rally today. If we break through the bottom of that, then I think we'll go down and test those uh, June lows at 64.07. Oh. I think that the balance is swinging more and more to the downside. So much so, Koshi, that I put out uh, on my Twitter last night a, a list of short sell opportunities for the first time ever. Uh, no doubt for me. I mean, I, to me, look, I'm, I'm looking, I've been pretty bearish this year, so... All the charts I've been presenting this year are basically being showing this is a bit of a bearish cycle. Obviously, the interest rates heading up uh, yeah. initially sort of a shock markets initially. Um, so to me, the, the question we've got here is, is are we going to get a new low here? Are we yeah. going to get a high low yeah. um, sort of in October? So all the cycles are basically pointing down currently. And so that's the chart of the day, the good old ASX 200. Yep. Part and parcel of your, like, your Wheaties and cornflakes. Yeah. Actually, it's cornflakes, isn't it? Because, yeah, Wheaties aren't really big here. No. Um, okay, so energy was the big disappointment today. I should note that uh, Woodside was trading ex-div still. Uh, the energy space was the exception to the rule. Um, so, Scotty, tonight we've got, well, this is what we'll be talking about tomorrow. We'll be talking about uh, the ECB. We'll be talking about Jay Powell and other Fed speakers who are out. I forget the names now because every day it's like a roll call. Cash Curry's out, so yeah. Get Cash Curry and Evans, I think. Yeah. Get, get your uh, like your no, maybe you're going up his uh, no forecast of five percent for the Fed funds rate by the end of the cycle. Who knows? We've got the jobless claims out, and tomorrow here in Australia, look, there's nothing big on the horizon, is there? Just the last call, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a crack a few tinnies and get ready for the weekend. What is it? Have a drink. Pour yourself no, a drink. Have, 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 grab a beer, grab a wine. <laughs> this is where we just sit and gossip. Yeah. All right. Well, um, look, it's a Friday tomorrow, and I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing you, Scuddy. And, yeah, thanks to all of you out there for listening. Ciao. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view. 
an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.